You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Yes, thank you so very much to everybody there at gospelbestradio.com for tuning in to today's episode of uh, the Readers Club meeting on gospelbellsradio.com. Gospelbellsradio.com is your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. So it's Sunday, 8 p.m., another time for our meeting. And thank you all. I see all the numbers there at gospelbearsreading.com. Today we are reading the text titled The Valley of the Shadow of Death. For those who joined us yesterday, we, you, you recall that we read uh, the text titled Battle with Apollyon. And that was uh, describing the Christian's encounter with that uh, that, that demon, that devilish demon, the devil himself, the representative of Satan, who tried to stop Christian from going on in his pilgrimage. So thank you also very much. Yes, more, more people join us at gospelbestreet.com. I have in the virtual studio now. I think I, only, I have only, yeah, yes, just to let me say thank you so much, sis. God bless you, really good. We expect other people to join us in the virtual studio. Well, we are going to begin now with by singing... Our permanent aim for this study. Come with the love of the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord and thus around the throne because, yes, we are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. So, get set. Let's sing together. Come with the love of the Lord. Come with that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord. Join in a song with sweet accord. Surround the throne and those around the throne. We're marching to Zion, to beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Let those refuse to sing who never knew a God but children of the heavenly King but children of the heavenly King may speak their joys abroad may speak their joys abroad 
We're marching to Zion, to beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Then let our songs abound. Then let our songs abound. And every tear be dry. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground. To Pharaoh walks on high. To Pharaoh walks on high. We're marching through Zion. So beautiful, beautiful Zion We're marching upward to Zion The beautiful city of God We're marching to Zion So beautiful, beautiful Zion marching upward to I know, yes, indeed, we are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Thank you so very much once again, everybody. Okay, I'm going to call on Jani uh, to lead uh, the opening prayer. Can you please say the, uh, the opening prayer? Thank you. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. Thank you so very much for joining us again. Let us pray. Okay. In Jesus' name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. We glorify your holy name for today. We thank you for the wonderful things you have done for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making us together one more time. We say, be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this wonderful book that we are reading. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing us great and mighty things that you have in stock for us. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are about to start another one today. Father, you will be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, grant us your understanding from above in Jesus' name. Amen. Shine your light to our ways today in Jesus' name. Amen. And let us learn new things that will help us on our Christian journey. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you will do much more for us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, sis. God bless you. Very good. Okay. Uh, for those who are at, uh, at com, let's all scroll to page two. Uh, page two, that's where we have our permanent memory verses for this study. And for members of the Readers Club here in the virtual store, please unmute. Let's read together our permanent memory verses. I think at some point, maybe from next week, we try to read without looking at the screen and see if. Uh, well, we've committed these verses to heart. Okay, are we ready? Let's read our permanent memory verses. Dearly beloved, I beseech Dearly you, beloved, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. First Peter two eleven. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar off, we are assured of them. 
embrace them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Hebrews 11.13 Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Thank you very much. So that's for the, uh, the permanent memory verses for this study. Okay, uh, let's talk about yesterday, what we studied, what, what you read and studied yesterday. Recall that yesterday we read uh, the chapter in this book titled The Battle with Apollyon. And we discussed that, uh, that, that chapter. Remember that Apollyon, we identified Apollyon to be that creature written off in Revelation 9, uh, identified as the king of demons, the king of devilish, uh, devilish beings in the heavens, the king of them all. And according to John Boyan, John Boyan used the imagery of that Apollyon as the the creature that confronted Christian on his way. He said to Christian, where have you come from? Where are you going to? Don't you know that you are my subject? How would you leave the city of destruction that I own, that I control? Why would you leave it? You are one of my subjects. Go back, otherwise I'll kill you. And when he saw that Christian was not uh, easily persuaded, he said, okay, don't worry. If you just stop this foolish thing you're trying to do and come back to me, I'm not going to punish you. It will be all forgotten. Uh, Christian still uh, did not yield. Then he told Christian, do you not know that all those who choose to follow that way you are following, that's the narrow path, they all meet with difficulties and trials and temptations. Some of them come to miserable end. Do you not know that uh, even the Savior, the person they claim to love, does not save them, that he would lead them to destruction? But Christian, again, was not persuaded by those lies. Christian said, no, I'm not going to go back. This is the only way how to go. And yesterday we learned that once Satan fails to use his lies and and uh, force persuasions to take people away from the narrow path, then he engages in a battle with them. And then there was a battle between Christian and Apollyon. Apollyon, of course, threw the first dart. He threw fairy darts at Christian. And that, that should remind us of Ephesians 6. He threw fear that at Christian at some point. Christian was wounded at some point. He, he fell down. But you know what he did? He kept defending himself with the shield uh, that was given to him at the Palace Beautiful. And then he also did something. He drew his sword, the sword of the Spirit, which we know from Ephesians 6 is the Word of God. And with that, in the end, although Christian almost gave up, although he felt he would die, at some point he struck Apollyon and Apollyon uh, ran away. He ran away because he was almost mortally wounded. And yesterday, we we all agreed the, on the importance of the Word of God as the sword of the Spirit. Of course, learning from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself, it is the, sword, it is the Word of God uh, with which we are to confront the, the to confront Satan, either to counter his lies or also to fight back, to fight back when he attacks us. I do, I do pray uh, that uh, we will not be caught in our unguided hour and that uh, the Lord will give us victories every time over the, over the devil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today we come to another chapter in this very interesting book. And you see, we're just getting to the interesting part. Uh, we still have about 
I guess maybe another 14 chapters to go, but you see, you now find even very interesting part. Today's, uh, today's text is a very sober one, and I, and I suppose that many of us uh, would be able to relate with uh, today's text. The Valley of the Shadow of Death. I, I invited Sister MC to read this part. I, I told that just uh, maybe an hour ago, or an hour and a half ago. So, Sister MC, if you are ready, please do read for us uh, today's text, The Valley of of the shadow of death, and then we discuss all those questions set out. So if you're at ghostbestreet.com, scroll to page, uh, let me see, what, what page is that? One minute. Okay, scroll to page two. Yeah, so we're at page two now, please, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks very much for joining us. The Valley of the Shadow of Death. Now, at the end of the Valley of Humiliation, was the valley of the shadow of death. Christian needed to go through it because it was the only way to the celestial city. Now, this valley was a very solitary place. The prophet Jeremiah thus describes it, a wilderness, a land of deserts and of pits, a land of drought and of the shadow of death, a land that no man but a Christian passed through and where no man dwelt. Hello, is everybody there? Go ahead. Yes, we can hear you. Okay, okay. Sorry. Now, here, Christian had a more difficult battle than his fight with Apollyon, as you shall see by what follows. I saw then in my dream, when Christian came to the borders of the Valley of the Shadow of Death, that two men, hurrying back, met him. They were children of those who brought back an evil report of the good land of Canaan. Christian then questioned as follows. Where are you going? They cried. Back, back. And if you prize either peace or life, then you will turn back also. Why? What is the matter? Christian wondered. Matter? They exclaimed. We're going the same way as you are now, traveling, and went as far as we did. Indeed, we were almost past being able to come back. For had we gone a little further, we will, not, we will not have been here to bring the news to you. But what have you met with? Why? We were almost in the valley of the shadow of death. But fortunately, we looked ahead and saw the danger before we came to it. But what did you see? See? Why? The valley itself, which is as dark as pitch. We saw hobgoblins, satyrs, satyrs and dragons of the pits. We also heard a continual, continual howling and yelling, like people under unutterable misery, who sat bound in affliction and chains. And over that valley hangs the discouraging clouds of confusion. Death was always spreading. Death always spreads its wings over it. In a word, it is every way dreadful and utterly chaotic. In spite of what you have said, Yet, this is the way to my desired heaven. It is your way. We will certainly not choose it for ours. So they parted and Christian went on his way, keeping his sword drawn in his hand for fear that he, would, he should be assaulted. I then saw in my dream that as far as this valley stretched, there was a very deep ditch on the right hand. That is the ditch into which the blind have led the blind in all ages and have both miserably perished there. Behold, on the left hand was a very dangerous guagamara, 
into which if even a godly man falls, he can find no bottom for his foot to stand on. Into that quagmire, King David once fell, and no doubt would have been smothered had not he who is able plucked him out. The pathway through this valley was exceedingly narrow, therefore. Therefore, Christian had great difficulty. For when he sought in the dark to shun the ditch on, on the one side, he was ready to tip over into the mire on the other side. As he carefully sought to escape the mire, he, he would almost fall into the ditch. Thus, he went on, sighing bitterly. For besides the dangers mentioned above, the pathway was so dark that often when he lifted his foot to step forward, he did not know where or upon what he would set its next. About the midst of this valley, he saw the mouth of hell, which was very close to the narrow path. Now thought Christian, what shall I do? The flame and the smoke will continually come out in such abundance with sparks and hideous noises, things which Christian could not fight with his sword as he did Apollyon before. Therefore, he was forced to put his sword away and take up another weapon called all prayer. So he cried out, O Lord, I beseech you, deliver my soul. Thus he went on for a great while with the flames still reaching towards him. He also heard doleful voices and rushing to and fro so that sometimes he thought he will be torn in pieces or trodden down like mire in the streets. This frightful sight was seen and these dreadful noises were heard by him for several miles. Arriving at a place where he thought that he heard a company of fiends coming forward to meet him, he stopped and pondered what was best for him to do. Sometimes he had, a half, he had half a mind to go back then again, he thought he might be already halfway through the valley. He also remembered how he had already vanquished many dangers and that the danger of going back might now be much more than for him to go forward. So he resolved to persevere on the dangerous path. Yet the fiends came nearer and nearer. And when they were almost upon him, he cried out with a most forceful voice, I will walk in the strength of the Lord my God. With this, the fiends retreated and came no further. It is important to note that now poor Christian was so bewildered that he did not know his own voice. Just when he had come near the mouth, mouth of the burning pits, one of the wicked ones snuck up stiltly behind him, whispering and suggesting many grievous blasphemies to him which he thought had proceeded from his own mind. This tried Christian more than anything that he met with before. To think that he would now blaspheme him, whom he loved so much, yet if he could have helped it, he would not have done it. But he had not the discretion either to stop his ears or to know from whence this blasphemies came. When when Christian had when Christian had traveled in this in this disconsolate condition for a considerable time, he thought that he heard the voice of a man somewhere ahead of him saying, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Mm. Then he was glad for these reasons. First, because he realized by this that someone who feared God was in this valley as well as himself. Secondly, he realized that God was with him in that dark and dismal state, though he could not perceive him. Thirdly, he hoped that he could overtake the person ahead of him and to have company soon. So Christian went on and called to the person ahead of him. But that person did not know what to answer, for he also thought that he was alone. Mm. By and by, the day broke. Then Christian said, he has turned the shadow of death into the morning. Morning have come. Christian looked back, not out of a desire to return, but to see by the light of the day what hazards he had gone through in the dark. So he saw more perfectly the ditch which was on the, on the one hand and the guagamere which was on the other side. He also realized how narrow the way was which lay between them both. Now he saw the hobgoblins, the satyrs, satyrs and dragons of the pits, but all were afar off during the day. They did not come near, yet they were revealed to him according to to that which is written. He reveals the deep things of the dark, of darkness and brings deep shadows into the light. Now Christian was much affected with his deliverance from all the dangers of his solitary way. These dangers, though he feared them more before, yet he saw them more clearly now because the light of the day made them conspicuous to him. Walking, walking now in the daylight was another message to Christian. For though the first part of the valley of the shadow of death was dangerous, yet the second part, which he had yet to travel, was, if possible, far more dangerous. From the place where he now stood, even to the end of the valley, the whole way was full of snares, traps, snags, nets, pitfalls, and entanglements that had it now be that had it now been dark as it was when he traveled the first part of the valley though he had a thousand lives he would still he still would have perished but just now the sun was rising then christian said his candle shines upon my head and by his light i walk through darkness in this light therefore he came to the end of the valley now i saw in my dream that at the end of this valley lay blood, bones, ashes, and mangled bodies of men, even of pilgrims who had previously gone this way. While I was pondering this, I spotted a, a cave a little ahead of the of pilgrim, where two giants, Pope and Pagan, dwelt in olden times. By their power and tyranny, the men whose bones, blood, ashes, and mangled, mangled bodies which lay there had been cruelly put to death. But Christian went by this place without much danger. Whereupon I was somewhat bewildered. I have learned since that Pagan has been dead for a long time. As for Pope, though he is still alive, he is by reason of old age and also of the many defeats which he met with in his younger days, has grown so deranged in mind and stiff in his joints that he can now do little more than sit in his cave's mouth, glaring at pilgrims as they go by and biting his nails because he cannot get at them. So I saw that Christian went on his way 
at the sight of the old man who sat in the mouth of the cave. He could not tell what to think, especially because Pope spoke to him. Though he could not go after Christian, saying, though he could not go after Christian, saying, you will never mend until more of you are bond. But Christian was silent and so went by without being harmed. Then Christian sang, O world of wonders, I can say no less, that I shall be preserved in that distress, that I have met with here, O blessed be, that hand that, that hand that from it has delivered me, dangers in darkness, devils, hell and sin, did, did compass me while I, I this valley was in. Yes, snares and pits and traps and nets did lie my path about that. My path about that worthless foolish eye might have been caught, entangled and cast down. But since I live, let Jesus wear the crown. Thank you so very much. But since I live, let Jesus wear the crown. Thank you very much, Esther James, for reading for us uh, the chapter in the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Byron, the chapter titled The Valley of the Shadow of Death. And again, we see this chapter ending with a song and that poem, very tricky poem there. Uh, but I love the ending of it. But since I leave, this this uh, was the song of Christian after passing through that valley. Uh, the morning album broke in for him and said, well, I've survived it. Since I leave, let Jesus wear the crown. Meaning uh, uh, there, Christian giving all the glory to the Lord who saw him through that valley. I mean, as you read, uh, many things came to my mind again, even uh, as I had read it before. And, and I want to just do a recap for those who joined us uh, while you uh, you started reading. You know, yesterday, Christian had to fight with Apollyon. Apollyon, the devil, wanted to dissuade him from continuing his journey. He had to fight with him. He had to first engage in, in, in a discussion with him and... He did not fall for the lies of Apollyon, so there was a battle, and he comforted Apollyon with the sword of the spirit, which we know from Ephesians 6 is the word of God. After that, he now fell into the valley of the shadow of death. He fell into that valley, and he had to pass through it. It was a very dark uh, valley, very dark. It was a moment of darkness, and again, his path was very narrow. And if you see the description there, he said, on the one hand, uh, it was so narrow that uh, he had little room, you know, to maneuver. He had very little room to maneuver. Before then, he had met two men who said to him, look, we are turning back. You better turn back. There is danger ahead. Something that came, uh, something that is very uh, notable here. If you look at page two, we are page two now. Uh, the author described those who met Christian, who said to him, you better turn back. He described them as the children of those who brought back evil report of the good land of Canaan. Can you see that on page two? Uh, those men who said to Christian, better turn back, there is danger ahead. said they were children of those who brought back an evil report of the good land of Canaan. Uh, what does that remind us of? Uh, does that not remind us of uh, that uh, that account from Numbers and also from from Deuteronomy, uh, that uh, that account of when spies were sent to Canaan, and those some men came back and said, "Look, there are giants there. Although the land is beautiful, yeah, yeah, the land is there, it's beautiful, it's good, but there are giants there. We can never beat them." 
uh, but for Caleb and Joshua. So I think this, this just this just remind us that there will always be those that will be discouragers on the way. Discouragers who who would see uh, the dangers more than. Uh, the promise they will elevate the dangers above the promise we never elevate uh, the dangers above the promise and then at some point the path was so dark christian was searching uh, a very fearful state that he started hearing blasphemies blasphemies and uh, we're going to get to that when we begin to encounter to look at our questions uh, have you ever experienced such a period of darkness do you know anybody who has where because you are passing through very tough times you are hearing blasphemies in your hair. And I love the way that this author put it. He said at some point, Christian even thought that he himself was the one speaking those blasphemies. What are these blasphemies? Speaking, uh, speaking ill of the Lord, speaking wrongful things of the Lord. Uh, are, people call, are, are people gone through such horrible experiences that they begin to say horrible things about the Lord or think horrible things about the Lord. I think that should remind us of Job, right? Where even his wife and his friends said to him, better curse God and even die. Curse God and even die. And it was so bad that Christian thought he was the one repeating those blasphemies to himself. And uh, he himself was surprised at the turn of event. But then he had a voice from somewhere. He discovered that he was not alone. And that's something we should also reflect on. Okay, I've said all this just to prepare our minds for all the discussion we are going to have. Okay, let's go to the discussion questions. Let's go to the discussion questions starting on page page seven. So if you are with us at gospelbestfield.com, uh, please just scroll to page seven and then we have the discussion questions there. And I invite everyone here in the virtual studio to contribute to this. So the, the start we are taking today is just look at the symbolism of all the imageries used in this chapter, you know, uh, Pilgrim's Progress is all about symbolisms and imagery. So that valley of the shadow of death described as a dark valley. We know that this imagery portrays moments of spiritual darkness that can challenge a believer's faith and determination. Moment of spiritual darkness that can challenge a believer's faith and determination. Can you recall instances from the Bible where some individuals or groups of believers faced periods of spiritual darkness. Can you recall? So, I mean, we are studying this because uh, Christian passing through that valley, of that dark valley is symbolic of a believer passing through a dark episode. And when you talk about dark episode, that's a very sad, uh, challenging episode where you cannot see the end. You know, you can't see the end of the, of the tunnel. Yeah, it's like being in trouble and not being able to see the end. You do not even know how things are going to play out. A horrible time indeed. So the question here is, uh, can you recall instances from the Bible where individuals or groups of believers faced periods of spiritual darkness? Yes, those are gospel best you can join us. You can join us by just tapping the WhatsApp widget on the bottom left-hand corner of our page. Please do join us. And if, if any... Uh, instance comes to mind. Share with us any instance from the Bible where individuals or groups of believers faced periods of spiritual darkness where it was just all dark. Uh, I mean, not dark physically in the sense of uh, light not being there, but where the situation was so gloomy they couldn't see the end. It was uh, deep trouble or, uh, or great trial. Any instance? Can you recall any instance from the Bible? Anyone? Yeah, then we go ahead, please. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. 
you know, while reading this, I, I remembered um, um, what happened to my life um, some years back. Okay. And at the same time, too, just like you said, somebody in the Bible, um, the life of Job, he went through a dark moment. We mm-hmm. all see what he went through. Yes. But at the same time, God saved them. But um, this made me to reflect on a time in my life where I could actually say it was like passing through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm, I know. Because I could remember it was really, really challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say it was like um, the first five years of my marital life. Yes. I felt, wow. I never knew it was going to be like this, mm. but then all God was there for me. Hallelujah. It was so challenging that um, I could, I could, um, I could, um, I could reflect it and and, and um, um, like put it at par, as in walking through the valley of the shadow, shadow of, death. of death. Because as at that time, I I was pregnant. I I lost the child. Mm. I was pregnant. I gave birth to the child. The child was prima. Mm. The child was in the incubator, and I was very ill. Mm. It was as if <laughs> the end was here. Just mm. like I was asking, I was asking God. It was like a kind of conversation between me and God. I was like, God, is this the end? Mm. I served you all my life. I tried to be diligent. I was good to my ability. I was not perfect. Mm. But I didn't envisage this. So it got to a stage that, in fact, it was, it was like as if my life was ending. Mm. That was how it was. I didn't know what would play out. But, you know, this verse actually says, it says, you will be with me with, through the valley of the shadow of death. death. As at that period, my life was thinning out. It was, I was, I was on a bed in Luth. I, I felt mm. maybe my, I won't see my baby. I, I, maybe this is the end. I was like, wow, this is really what the Bible is actually saying. But mm. as God would have it, yeah. you know, when all hope was lost, when the, the doctors, in fact, could not do anything, God came through. God came through. God came through in a miraculous way. Mm. So I'll relate this to be that the valley of the shadow of death is when we we've we've tried all. And I like the, there's there's a passage here when the the Christian he tried all prayer. Mm. He, he moved exactly. It, it was like yeah, he had the bracelets, he had the um, sword, the last one that we read yesterday. Yeah. But now it was like <laughs> he was just hanging on to. To God, that mm. see, the word of God. It was God. He had the voice, and that would what I could say as at that time when I was passing through that. Yeah, God came in for me, and He was what He was with me through the valley of that shadow of death mm. at that time of my life. Because by the time I healed and um, they had, I had a baby. In fact, it got to a stage in Luth. They were like they were going to. Um, um, puts me in their magazine or something that no, hmm. this is this is it doesn't happen this way, this way because change the story okay. and it was with me all the way. So I could just um, um, uh, visualize this now because with reading this is like visualizing it that exactly. oh, this is what God actually made me to pass through and I came victorious. That's Amazing. the thing I want to, Amazing. to say. Amazing. Uh, thank you so very much for sharing that uh, that personal story with us. I mean, Domi's husband has been my friend since my first year in secondary school. So I know a bit about that story, but I know whatever I know, 
cannot be up to 1% of what you guys passed through at that time. I know it was a very tough time, and I'm so glad uh, that you shared that story uh, tonight. Yeah, you me first mentioned, you know, what, what we are, what we are discussing right now uh instances of when god's people pass through episodes of darkness deep trouble darkness a, a, episodes where you are even unable to see the very end you can't see the end out of it but you know you just have to uh you just find yourself there and they only mentioned job and that's so so true the example of job job lost everything he lost everything he had including his family including his health at some point you know job could not see he could not see the he did not even know what led to it right he did not even know what led to it uh, so much so that he could not see and then Jimmy has shared that very personal uh, experience with us where it was all so 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 dark uh, and so those are episodes that when we are part it will be like the valley of the shadow of death because it, the valley of the shadow of death is a very dark valley you can't see the end. You do not know how things are going to play out. And you're just there. And thank you very much uh, to our brother here joining us on WhatsApp and giving us the example of the three Hebrew children in Daniel 3. And I do agree with you totally. You know, the three Hebrew children in Daniel 3, uh, they were there when they were thrown into the fire. It must have been so dark. Not only that uh, in the fire, but, you know, uh, you know, you have to look at it from all the period leading from uh, them being accused and knowing that they'll be thrown into the fire, the king said, "Like, you know, it was it must be a very dark episode." They at that point could never have thought of 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 getting out of that, although they had faith in God that He would if if He wanted to. But that must have been very very dark as well. Of course, you know their names: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, Mr. Did you want to say something? I think we have the. Yeah, I just wanted to um, share some things too. That um, I think as Christians, we all go through the valley and mm. what was the experience in the valley for me my my valley was um, a very troubling one mm. it was when i lost my daughter oh and and it was it's a very it was a very bad um time wow and i'll be very um, truthful and i always pray for forgiveness that at that time yes i did cost god at that time mm. I remember walking into my hotel room and and I heard them was a, someone was preaching. Mm. Usually I listen to TBN. I just listen to it and I sleep on it. You okay. know, that's my subconscious will hear it. But that day I got into my hotel room and and that was and the, the, the guy was sort of preaching. It was um I'll try to remember the preacher's name. And he was okay. trying to tell me that oh life life is good, that life is still good. Mm. Mm. And I and I cost that. What sort of life will still be good I can at this point? Mm. You know, so you know, in in the valley, it's really, really when you look at it in both times. Yes, this we are reading a book, but you know, I like relating things to real times. Mm. When you are really in the valley, what mm. do you do? What do you do? It's, it's a, yes. What do you do? Mm. You know, and thank God I found God in that thank valley God. at the same time. Thank God. At the beginning, yes, I cost. Mm. But as you know, as the events unfolded, I'll put it like that. I found God. I think I found God much more mm. than ever. Mm. You know, and yeah. I, I recall at the point Christian grew stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we're going to get there exactly. Yeah. So wow. that's just um, my um, yeah uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I never knew this about you, and I mean, thank God that he that his strong hand brought you through that uh, horrible, 
horrible episode. Glory to God in the in the highest. And you see, yeah, the Bible says to us that all the examples we have, they were written for, I mean, rather, rather all the accounts in the Bible were written as examples for us. I've been in the chat room, uh, started talking, talking, yeah, giving us the example of Job in the Bible and the prophet Elijah as well. Uh, many people tend to make light of Elijah's fears, but we shouldn't make light of it. This was uh, Jezebel who was in the very height of her powers, could do and undo threatening to kill him so he fled he must have been he, he had to 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 run away he had to hide himself in a cave and that must have been an episode of darkness for him as well elisha too and then the three Hebrew children okay sister Fumbi to mention the three hebrew boys that refused to deny their god and were ready to die for their faith uh, also talking about daniel in the lion's den uh, for me i recall when my dad fell ill you know i fell ill and i mean it was so sudden uh, he was healthy. He was just approaching his 70th birthday. We're looking forward to uh, so many things. And then suddenly he fell ill. And, you know, uh, the, it, was, it, was, it was so sudden uh, that he had to undergo emergency surgery in a matter of days. And I recall that when we eventually well, got him into the theater room to be operated upon, the uh, doctors and the consultant did not give him any chance at all. They just said, well, we have to do this. I'll just, I mean, we have to just make an attempt. And they took him in. And I was at last tooth at that time. And as the uh, procedure was going on, you know, my mom was somewhere. We were all just distraught and, and shaking. And I went into a chapel uh, that was, that was in last week, the chapel of St. Luke the Physician. And I went to the chapel and uh, there was a service of Holy Communion going on. And as they sang the closing hymn, I need thee every hour. I just started weeping. I was weeping. I think I must have been um, maybe 35 or so, 36 at that time. And I was weeping as they sang that song, I need thee every hour. So anytime I sing that hymn, I mean, it reminds me of that episode. And I recall the chaplain after the service uh, came to me and said, ah, why would a grown man like you be weeping so, so profusely? And I said to him, and, you know, uh, I said to him that my father was uh, being operated upon and he encouraged me. Uh, but, you know, after that, he was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, uh, anybody who has had to care for somebody going through that would know what it, what, I mean, what it means. And we had to go through that, uh, through that. I mean, thankfully, the Lord helped him. He came out. He did a number of things for about nine months. Eventually, uh, the Lord took him. But it was such a dark episode for, uh, for my mom and my siblings and me. And I always look back and I recall that as uh, such a very, very dark episode. I mean, I mean, a man who had served the Lord for uh, like 50 years of his life, had founded a church, had led the church for like 50 years. Sometimes we begin to ask the question, well, I mean, why? Why would, uh, why would such an affliction uh, be upon him? So uh, I, I thank God that we are all uh, sharing all these episodes uh, along with along with biblical accounts as well of God's people passing through the valley of the shadow of death. Dark episodes, dark episodes. And indeed, you see, uh, those two men, they ran back when they saw what was ahead. They ran back and they said to Christian, look, uh, there's, I mean, we don't want to go through that path to heaven. Christian said, look, this is the road to take. And he was ready to take it. So thank you all very much for sharing those uh, those uh, those instances. I also have this on WhatsApp. Thank you, sir, for sending it. The example of Mordecai was another example in the book of Esther. That's true. You know that Mordecai uh, and Esther, they, 
I mean, they had no assurance that uh, that evil man, Haman, they had no assurance that he would not carry out his threat, that he would not, uh, he would not kill all the Jews uh, of that kingdom because he had the power to do it. In fact, he had erected the gallows on which he wanted to hang all the Jews. Uh, but they just took that step of faith and Esther went to the king and, and did all those, made those elaborate pr- uh, preparations until he brought it up before the king. Even when she brought it up, there was no assurance uh, that, he th- that the king would take her side against Haman, his trusted advisor. So that must have been a very dark episode indeed for God's people at that time. I look up some other examples. You can think of also David being haunted and persecuted by Saul. Remember? Uh, David, okay, thank you, Stafumbe, for mentioning this in the chat room. Joseph in prison. Exactly. The example of Joseph too. And we're just studying this recently at the Bible study group. Yes, Joseph in prison. Uh, imagine Joseph, uh, the favorite of his dad, then uh, betrayed by his brother, sold into slavery, uh, into the house of Potiphar and then lied against and found himself in prison. So uh, Joseph must indeed have passed through uh, a dark episode where he couldn't even see the end. I see the end, but you know, sometimes you just find yourself there and you just, just have to trudge on, you just have to keep uh, trudging on. So again, I, we emphasize this, all these accounts were written for our examples. Again, Paul was shipwrecked. You remember, Paul was shipwrecked he was imprisoned. He was beaten. He must have said to himself, for doing what? I'm just doing the Lord's work. He must have said to God, I'm doing your work. Why would uh, this be happening to me? I'm shipwrecked. I'm in prison. I'm beaten for doing your work. And you are the God Almighty. You are the God Almighty. Remember that even in this story, and I love the MC that you also mentioned that, and it's just so beautiful. Again, I'm just digressing. How the Holy Spirit truly helped John Bonyan to write this wonderful, wonderful work. I mean, see the way that what he wrote there uh, resonates exactly with what Stadium C shared. If you read that text properly, I mean, well, carefully, you, you see where why Christian was passing through that. He was hearing blasphemies. He did not even know whether the blasphemies were coming from outside sources or coming from inside of himself. But he knew that uh, it was things he felt in his heart. Must have been saying, I chose, I chose you, I stood by you, I did not deviate from the right path. Then why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? So I mean, I think that would be some of the blasphemies that must have been going through the heart of, of Christian. Oh, and well, you, you, you say that you are all powerful. Uh, why, do you, why do you have to pass through through this dark episode. Also, look at the Babylonian captivity. When the Israelites were in captivity in, in, in Babylon, uh, they had no assurance of when the captivity would end, right? But it was a very dark episode. And of course, the crucifixion of our Lord, those dark three nights when our Lord was when our Lord was crucified and then it was in the tomb, it must have been very dark, not only for the disciples, you know, everywhere must have been, been very dark night. And of course, you know that him, those three dark nights, of speedily sped. Well, uh, thank you all so very much for sharing these wonderful uh, experiences. We also have here in the chat room, Stephen, when he was being stoned. Yeah, thank you, Tutu, for sharing this. That's true. Stephen, when he was being stoned, can you imagine? It must have been a dark episode for him. Like, ah, these people are going to kill me, and they kept stoning him, and it was, it must have, it must have been hurt. It must have been painful for him, and as life was helping out of him, he must have wondered whether indeed uh, the, there exists the almighty God of Israel. Aunt Jimmy, want to say something, ma'am? Uh, praise the Lord. Good uh, evening, everybody. I just want evening. to celebrate um, 
to know God is to experience Him. Mm-hmm. God is experiential. Yes. And until one goes through that that valley, mm. will God actually know whether he's standing or not? Mm. I identify with the sister that lost the daughter. Mm. Because that happened to me too. Oh, no. I lost um, my daughter two weeks, no, I think three weeks to her 20th birthday. Oh, no. And um, I, I was actually there. Mm. I was there when she died. I didn't know she would die. In fact, I believe she would not die. Mm. I believe that um, because she had this crisis, you know, for about six years, she had lupus. Okay. And uh, yes, she had lupus and, you know, she got over it, went back to school, did her final years and things like that. So it's for, it was something that no 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 it just I just believe she wouldn't die mm. anyway she died and I was in the hospital that day with her and uh, you know um, when she passed away I was there and uh, the doctor now confirmed it to me and said okay that do I understand I said yes I know what has happened I was by her bed you know, bedside, and um, I just spoke to her, I, I came out. They took me to the doctor's office, and um, I just began to sing. I just began to sing, mm. and everybody kept quiet looking at me. After I sang, I, I told the driver, I said, please take me to church. Mm. So I went to church, and I just stood by the altar, and I said, Lord, I present myself. Mm. I present my life. Mm. So, and uh, from that moment on, the strength came. So, the day of the funeral and everything, you know, I was just about to written everybody. But that wasn't even the issue, you see. And after that, I, I was alone, a single mother. Mm. And um, I was alone and, you know, I would want to cry. And God would say, yeah, you want to cry, cry. You know, I didn't understand so many things happening. And I said, okay, God, you said, you talk about heaven. Let me see her. Let me just see her. And, and you know, God just told me that blessed are those who do not see and have believed. Wow. Mm. I went down on my knees and I apologized. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Mm. I said, Lord, you must have seen the unbelief. I'm, you know, I went through that process. Wow. I went through and I was doing the motion. Mm. You know, everybody said, oh, she was strong and everything. But really, really, God helped me. Hallelujah. I was alone. But you know, when God keeps quiet, mm. it's... um. Mm. Anyway, and um, that happened. Oh, and I was, you know, I was praying. I was uh, reading my Bible. I was um, even... You know, my gifts, I was uh, going to fellowship. Yeah. Anyway, I got to a point and um, I belong to a fellowship. Fellowship Bible Coffee. We're doing it at the, at the Focus House. Okay. So we have this um, book that we normally we have the own work. So this question that day was, 
but in particular was about God's love. Mm -hmm. And you know when anybody asks you, do you love God? Oh, I love God. Oh, God, I love God. And you know I couldn't answer that question. Mm. I could, that particular question, I could not. So when I got to fellowship, I said, well, I didn't ask. The only, yeah, I think I just wrote in there that, oh, he saved me. Mm. That was the only thing I wrote. Because what I was going through, I couldn't, I couldn't see love there. Yeah? Mm. You, you understand? I do. I didn't see love, I didn't see. And for me, in all God's character, mm -hmm. his fatherhood means so much to me. Mm. God's fatherhood. It yes. means so much to me. I, I'm, you know, I know about his other character, his name, and but yes. his fatherhood mm -hmm. is something that is very, very important to me. So I couldn't see father's love or anything. I just said he, he saved me. I hope I'm not taking time. No, we, we understand. Uh, uh, you know, because other people want to say something. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But Thank you. I, I need to. Uh -huh, I need to give the background so that you can understand. I understand. Wow. So and um, this, I'm talking about three years after, mm. and I couldn't answer that question. Question. I finally it took me six months because that question kept on repeating itself to me and I couldn't answer it. Mm. And finally after six months, I said, God, I don't love you. Mm. I don't love you. He said, I know you are angry. Mm. The points I'm making is that when you are in the, you know, in the dark. In that valley, mm. you keep the motion going. Yeah. Meanwhile, you are doing it for yourself. You know, when Jesus called his disciples, what did he say? For them to be with him mm. and then for him to send them out. The most important thing to God is to be with him. It's not all these things that we do. Mm. You know? Because we can easily take reading the Bible. I read 10 chapters a day. Oh, Praise the Lord. I pray four hours a day. You might not be with him. Mm. And the most important thing to God is his relationship with him. Absolutely. As crucial as those things are, as crucial as they are, three years, if anybody had told me, I would have said, what are you saying? Mm. Because really, honestly, wow. I, 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 I did not know. I did not know. Thank you very much for sharing this one. Wow. I mean, yes, that, that's I, a very, you know, I, I mean, that, I, that's a touchy yes, one. Yes, got my attention. Yes. But the one thing I want to prove out there is that if God, I know God is able to save to the uttermost. To the uttermost, yeah. Some people, when they commit suicide, mm. you know, men of God, and then you wonder and say, how come? Mm. It's because of those blasphemies exactly. that they hear. Exactly. You understand. In, you know. In, in fact, in this story, help them. Yes. In fact, you know, in, in this story, th those two men who, who ran back and said, "Christian, look, don't go yeah. any further." And, I mean, that can be even used to symbolize those who commit suicide, yes. those who give up and say, "Look, yes. I cannot continue in this dark, the dark valley any longer because exactly. it was all dark." I need by yes, I need Satan will give you another way. 
honestly, you will take it. Exactly. You know, you know, just hold that thought, yes. man, because that leads us to the second question. When you mentioned another way, where does that we, you know, yeah. now, you know that while Christian was traveling, he said it was a very narrow, narrow, narrow path that on yeah. the right, on the right, there was a ditch, on the left, a quagmire. So if he took his, his feet off the narrow path, he would have either fallen into the ditch or into the oh, quagmire. Yeah. And that was symbolic oh, yeah. of the alternatives that would be available to oh, a Christian yes. passing through the valley yeah. of the shadow of that. Because yeah. at that point, there would be an alternative. Another, one alternative for Job was to curse God. Curse God. Okay, so what are the words that God would do? He would, he would kill me. Let me just curse him and I'll die. An alternative would be for somebody to commit suicide and say, look, this trouble is just too much. I'm going to, you know, you know just end you know, it all. Or, or just exactly. renounce the faith or go after yeah. other gods or go after other gods. Look, I'm going yeah. to serve this yeah. God. Some other gods will save me. Yeah. Hmm. You know, when people blame uh, Job's wife, I, I, I just said, you don't understand. Hmm. <laughs> A woman, I mean, apart from everything that they lost, her children, she lost all her children. What do you expect her to say? <laughs> you know? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, exactly. And it was the same God bless. Because the Bible did not tell us that she married another woman. Thank you so very much, Auntie. Thank you so very much. And I'm so grateful to all of you for sharing your deep thoughts. Uh, the one I've shared as well, and then all those examples from the scripture. And I hope that they encourage us uh, to encourage other people. Who knows you? Maybe the Lord is... is uh, preparing you maybe you're going to come across somebody tomorrow or the next day or just in the near future we would need this encouragement and then the lord has brought us uh this way to mm. read this and so uh remember that uh those uh, the ditch on the right hand the quagmire on the left hand please may the lord grant us grace uh like christian in this text to just keep on on that narrow road even if mm. i mean christian was walking not that he knew what the outcome would be although he had faith not that he knew what the next step would uh would lead to but he just kept taking those steps and that's what uh, auntie talked about you know taking the motions going through the motions you just keep on you just keep on because as we are going to find uh the uh, the english will say that it's left at the end of the tunnel but for the christian it is not just a saying the it is, it is true that there are that there will be light at the end of the of the tunnel i want us to go go through some uh some verses before we go back to the questions uh, Psalm 23 verse 4 which we all know so well even though I walk through the darkest valley I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me for you are with me for you are with me and then uh, there is uh, legalism there are always people who are going to give us alternatives alternatives in fact uh, the darker the road uh, the more alluring the alternatives will appear Alternatives, the more learning they will appear, and may God give us grace to resist them all in Jesus' name, amen. And then we notice that as Christian passed through that valley, uh, the author described uh, obgoblins, satyrs, dragons of the pit. What were these? These were creatures that were fearful, that caused him anxieties, right? That, that, that caused him anxieties and were fearful. Okay, I also see this. Just one moment on, on WhatsApp. Okay, thank you, Momiji, for joining us. When the Israelites came out of Egypt and faced the Red Sea, it was a dark moment. Indeed, I agree with you exactly. And there are times like that when we find ourselves in a dilemma. If you want to understand the real meaning of dilemma, you should understand 
the position that the Israelites were when the Red Sea was ahead of them. Of course, we would we would jump into the Red Sea. Only somebody who wants to commit suicide. And the rampaging army of the Pharaoh was behind them. So that was a dark moment indeed. That was a dark Thank you very much for, for sharing that. So talking about hobgoblins, satyrs, and dragons of the pit, those were creatures along the road. You know, it was very dark, and then they were appearing to him, fear, fear. And while that was going on, a specific Bible verse was recited to encourage Christians against yielding to fear. Who knows what that Bible verse was from the text? Uh, why those horrible creatures, scariest creatures, appeared to him, hobgoblins, satyrs, dragons. Uh, they were just, you know, horrible creatures that would make him afraid. When they appeared to Christian... The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23. Psalm 23, okay. Psalm 23, what did you say? Psalm 23. I'm saying Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Yes. Yeah, so that was a specific yeah. verse that was... Uh, that was recited to him, and he heard it. Psalm 23, yeah. Mm. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow. Exactly. I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death from Psalm 23, uh, some other versions, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear. And that was, and, and, and that encouraged Christian. He encouraged him. So the question here is, uh, can any one of us uh, identify that verse and we have done so. And would anyone like to share a personal experience? We have shared personal experience, but uh, do you want to share other verses uh, that served you well uh, while you were passing through the your episode of darkness? Any other verse? I mean, Christian was served well uh, by the uh, remembrance of that verse, even though I walked through the darkest valley. Uh, are there other scriptural passages uh, that that served you well when you were passing through your moment of darkness, that even today when you remember them, you say, wow, thank God for that verse. You know, there are some verses like that. You never forget them because in your dark moment, they, they, uh, they, ministered, uh, they ministered to you. Anyone or just other, other Jeremiah verses? Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. I know the plans I have for you, plans for hmm. good and not for evil. Amazing, exactly. Thank you very much. The March 29, 11, I know the plans are, I mean, and, and that's so beautiful. You know, you are in the darkest valley, you can't see the end. Mm -hmm. and, and then you recall that, oh, he's a good oh. God. His plans for me are plans of good and not of evil. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember um, um, Psalm 118, verse 17, mm. which says, I will not die, but leave and declare the works of the Lord works in the, the land Lord. of the living. The land of then the I living. think the next verse also said that um, he has chastened me severely, but he mm. has not given our lives over to death. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. He has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. And you see, and of course, that's so true. That's something that can really stand us in good stead. I say, Sister Fumbi here, uh, give it us Psalm 27. And I also have it in my notes, uh, interestingly. The Lord is my life. Exactly. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Thank you, Sister, for me for giving us that. I also had that in my notes before starting this class. The Lord is so. I mean, these are verses that the Holy Spirit would 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 uh, remind us of, and then you 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 call them to mind, 
And then you find uh, those verses just helping you through uh, the darkest valley. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm. And in fact, if you read... Exactly. Thank I wanted to say that, that you just need to read the whole of that Psalm 27 and you just find it giving you courage. And, and again, as an aside, we have to pause and ask ourselves, what did David go through, you know, to have written such deep words? Uh, it, must have been, it must have passed indeed through uh, the darkest valley. We also have from Psalm 40, verse 11. Yeah. David did not have a good time. He did not have a good life. He did, of course, it's not a good life. Yeah, he was a good king, but he fought to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a he had a very hard, difficult life. Yeah, he had a very, very hard life because I mean, for the I mean, though he made mistakes, he mm-hmm. did all sorts mm-hmm. of things, and uh, he he was a man of war, fighting battles upon battles, and. Uh, Committed all the crimes and everything. His house, his children rose against him. He was a bad father. You know, his house was in upside down. Yeah. Even though he had money, he had everything. Hmm. He, he loved by God because he loved God. Yeah. And you his know, sweetest. Well, uh, about it, he was honest. Yeah, he was you honest, know? always honest with God and with himself. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the the, the sweetest service of Israel. Yes. It, it, it was the sweetest. Enemy. Exactly. It was his... my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. My enemies are too many for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. It was sincere. Yeah. It was sincere. That's true. Okay, we saw this from Stafumi. Thank you. Psalm 40, verse 11 and 12. Do not withhold your tender, do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect. Let me read it from NKJV. Do not withhold your tender message from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. Mm. And verse 12, For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Hmm. And that's so true. I mean, that's so descriptive of uh, one passing through the valley of, of the shadow of death, the darkest valley, either by, because of sin or because of evils or because of evil people. Wow. Uh, this is a very deep one. Uh, Psalm 14, verse 12. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me, so I'm not able to look up. The moon and the ears of my head, therefore my heart fails me. And, and then he prayed that prayer in, in verse 11. Do not withhold your mercy from me. Okay, we saw from Stafumbia, Psalm 16, verse 1. Mm, and that's true. Oh God, preserve me, oh God, for in you I put my trust. And yeah, and, and that's true. That's the kind of prayer that one prays when, I mean, you have nothing, no, no other thing to say. Just say, Lord, preserve me, for in you I put my trust. Uh, put my trust. And I also love this coming to us on WhatsApp. Now, this is Isaiah 4110. Uh, the Lord gave it to me uh, recently as well. And yeah, I had to pass through a very, very horrible uh, career episode. And I think the Lord has helped me through the first part. I'm still, still contending with the second part of that horrible career uh, problem. And, you know, the Lord gave me this Isaiah 4110 that our brother has sent us on WhatsApp as well. So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And what I, I mean, what a comfort this has been for me uh, for for a while. And I'm still looking to you know sharing that full testimony at some time very soon. 
and the new King James Version. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Thank you very much. I'm very sure that we cannot even exhaust all the great promises of God that can console us and strengthen us in times of uh, in times of trouble when passing through uh, the darkest valley. We also have there from that for me this act and 13 of Psalm 40. Okay, Psalm 40 verse 13. Let's quickly look at that as well. 13. Be pleased to save me, O Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. Stephen Bina, I know your favorite psalm now. Psalm 40. <laughs> and Psalm 40 did is, uh, is a beautiful psalm. You remember the beginning of Psalm 40? You know, it, that's again where you have uh, David said that uh, I waited patiently for the Lord, right? And he heard my cry and lifted me. He brought me also out of the horrible pit and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. So we thank God uh, for what, we thank God for uh, that voice that Christian had, pointing him to Psalm 23 verse 4, even though I pass through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. And thank God for all the verses we are also sharing, uh, verses that uh, if we were to hear them while in the darkest valley, uh, we would be, uh, we would be uh, served very well. Psalm 126, 1 to 3. This is from Sister MC in the chat room. Psalm 126. Yes, again here. Yeah. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Hmm. Thank you so much for sharing this. I mean, you can imagine somebody who has lost so much, and who cannot find a way, who cannot see how he would fully recover from what he has lost. Uh, for that person, even while still passing through that darkest valley, to hear these uh, verses from Psalm 126, uh, won't that person be encouraged to keep on uh, in that valley, knowing that the Lord can restore, can restore what has been lost? Thank you very much for sharing that. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled. And I do pray anybody among us who has suffered uh, any form of material loss or any loss whatsoever, that the Lord himself will bring back our captivity and uh, the Lord himself will uh, fill our mouth with singing, so much so that people around will hear of it and they will be glad and will say, well, the Lord must have done great things for you. And we'll answer by saying, yes, yes, indeed. The Lord has done great things for us. Amazing. This is a beautiful uh, class today, and I love it. Thank you all for the encouragement. Now, let's go to another symbolic uh, item in this text. That is all prayer. That's what John Boyan called it, all prayer. And I think they mentioned it briefly uh, while uh, sharing our experience with us. The concept of all prayer underscores prayer's significance as a spiritual weapon against challenges how does prayer serve as a weapon in the believer's arsenal and can you think of instances in the bible where prayer played a vital role a pivotal role in overcoming darkness and you know when i was reading this earlier on i said to myself that well you know that yesterday the major weapon that christian used against apollyon was what the sword of the spirit right which is the word of god and then today 
at some point he, I, I can't go i can't identify the point but in the text at some point he had to put away his sword because the things that he confronted in the valley were things that could not be fought with uh with the sword he had to call on all prayer that was the weapon he took out of his arsenal all prayer all prayer and as we all have we all have testified yeah uh, there are situations that, especially when one uh, passes through the darkest valley where uh, the only weapon would just be maybe even a tired prayer, Lord have mercy upon me, Lord have mercy upon me, or that Psalm 16, uh, that Psalm 16, you, that, that would be the only thing you could just pray, uh, preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust, O Lord, in you I have trusted, let me never be confirmed, let me not be put to shame, O Lord, have mercy upon me, O Lord, help me, you know, all prayer. And uh, that's to remind us that in the arsenal that we have the old armor of god in that armory uh, we have to make use of everything and may god give us the wisdom to know which to use and at one time of course we can always count on the help of the holy spirit but but uh, can you share with us can you recall instances in the bible where people of god had to just cry out to him they found themselves in trouble and they just had to cry out to him i mean one example would be the example of daniel you know when that decree was made Daniel knew, I mean, he must have perceived that the decree was, was aimed at him. But what did he do? Uh, we learned that he went back to his room, he opened his windows and prayed as always. Is that not the case? He prayed as always. Any other instance from the Bible that you want to share anyone? Uh, I think we... I think we just need to be personal about this thing, you know, mm. uh, our own experiences. Yes, ma'am. You see, because when people know or hear or that this thing, somebody has passed through it, mm. it encourages, it yeah. gives hope. Yeah. You know, it gives hope that, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm not the only one. Yeah. Because when you're in that valley, you feel as if you are the only one. And you feel forgotten, forsaken, even by God. Mm. And, you know, in those times, God God doesn't speak. You mm. just keep quiet. And that will even be, <laughs> you mm. know, that increases your pain. Yeah, that, that you can't even okay. hear from God. Yes. That's, okay, go say something now. And you're not hearing anything. Mm. He's not saying a word. And it's just quiet. Mm. And you almost want to go crazy that, okay, what is this thing? You know? And if you come to the wits of the end of your wits, is like, ah, well, I'm tired. Let me just move on. Mm. If, like we said earlier, the enemy makes a way for you, you just take that way and say, okay, well, let me just go. Before <laughs> I became a Christian, I didn't have this problem. Mm, exactly. I said that. Exactly. I said that. I, said, I didn't have, I was enjoying my life. I said, Lord, I was enjoying my oh uh, mommy Miss I did fuck with them we say, Jimmy, no, stop it. No, don't say what I said, Mommy, please let me just say. I, I said I didn't have any problem. Mm. I was having a good time. Yeah. I thought I was having a good time. Exactly. You understand? Yeah, I understand. So uh-huh. So if um may the Lord help us. Amen, Lord amen. Us. I mean I, I fully understand. <laughs> Yeah, where, where all you have to say is just that prayer. And I have here in the chat room, Brashim, thank you very much for joining us, saying that instances where prayer was the last resort. Number one, when David, uh, David, when Ziglag was ravaged, exactly, only prayer could save him. The church, when Peter was thrown in yeah. prison, Acts 12, you know, they just had to start praying. 
Paul and Silas while in prison. That's what they could do. Jehoshaphat when about four kingdoms, about four kings came up against him. Second Chronicles twenty, and uh, we also have this one, uh, Acts twelve five. Okay, very good. I love this. This is how the spirit of God works. So we have uh, from WhatsApp somebody here uh, telling us Acts twelve verse five, and then Brashimun also in the chat room here talking about like, Acts twelve exactly. You know when Peter was kept in prison. It must have been a dark period for the church because James had been kept in prison and had been killed. James was arrested, put in prison, and killed. So when Peter also was arrested and put in prison, the church must really have been afraid, uh, must have been passing through a dark episode, thinking that uh, perhaps uh, Peter himself would be killed. But we know how the story ended. They prayed, and that miracle, uh, that, and, and God intervened, and that miracle also happened. And then uh, John Boyan talked about the cave of the giants. Pope and pagan. Of course, it was using Pope to represent, in those days, you know, the Puritans in Britain at that time uh, considered the Catholic Church and the Pope as representing some form of paganism. Yeah, it's a religion. religion. Exactly. I was a religion and religion paganism and all that. I mean, I don't want to go into the oh. argument there, but I mean, this is representative of uh, any. Uh, any system of beliefs that lead you away from Jesus Christ as the ultimate, as the only only way to salvation. If he asks you to put your pope, uh, so that's a pope, to put your hope uh, in anyone or any doctrine or any system of belief mm-hmm. other than Jesus Christ, uh, then uh, this is talking about those caves and uh, there are. Uh, they still exist today. Alternative systems. We spoke. We spoke about them earlier on. Alternative systems. We have to be. We have to be wary of them. But I wanted to talk about this one in the sixth. Uh, the sixth item on our question: sunrise and daylight. Sunrise and daylight. And Sister MC mentioned it very briefly while she was contributing earlier on. Uh, and, and we and this is a very beautiful part of this text that although Christian journeyed on in that dark valley. In the end, you know, the day broke and light shone. I know what happened uh, in this text. When day broke and light shone, he looked back and he was able to see all those things that scared him in a uh, in a clearer manner. He saw them uh, clear. They were not they were not as as terrifying as they were in the darkness. And this is symbolic of what happens to believers, the clarity that comes to us after our trials. It is not that, sometimes the pain would not lessen, you know, uh, like you lose your dad or your, your daughter, you lose somebody close to you, the pain would not lessen, uh, maybe you lost some opportunities, but then eventually you become assured again of the love of God and you see things clearer, you become stronger, you see that all is not lost. You see that God is able to restore your losses. You see that notwithstanding what was lost, uh, what notwithstanding the dark episode, the sorrowful episode, uh, that the Lord is still God and that he can still give you joy, joy. He can restore your losses in multiple, uh, multiple folds. Are there biblical figures who, uh, whose experiences illustrate gaining clarity after enduring periods of darkness? I mean, we are going to talk about the disciples on the Emmaus Road. It's a dark episode for them. Uh, the, the one they thought was the Messiah had been killed, and they were just going back home, distraught and disappointed. But uh, learning of the risen Savior, and then becoming aware of the reason for his death, knowing that it was to save mankind, 
you know, uh, that gave them yeah, that gave them clarity after that period of darkness. Job also got that period of dark, uh, that period of, of clarity. We must all agree. After that, uh, that horrible, horrible uh, period of darkness. Uh, can we remember any other person who gained that clarity? I mean, there is somebody from the Old Testament who actually said it. I uh, said it in a very famous way, an unforgettable way, about the clarity he gained after his trials. Can we think of that person who can? Uh, who can attempt to tell us that person? Nobody comes to mind, but I know my own personal experience. Okay. That uh, in my own personal experience, by the time I was able to get myself back, and you know, the Lord helped me. Mm-hmm. All I could just do was to say I'm sorry. I had to repent. Mm. Honestly. I don't know about other people. Yeah. Because I, I now saw God in another light. I saw God in a different way. Mm. And I knew, then I knew that I'd sinned. Mm. That, oh, I shouldn't have felt the way I felt. Mm. If truly I believed. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So I had to tell God that, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. That's for me. That's my own experience. I don't know about any other, other person. Yeah, because, because our experiences will differ. God, the the important God, thing is to be to be God honest with him. That, uh-uh, that all the, all these siblings and everything that you are murmurings and complaints, they don't necessary. Mm. For me, I want you to repent. Mm. I ask for forgiveness. Thank God. Because I saw I saw God and I saw myself. Yeah. So how dare you? How hmm. you not behave this way? Uh, and, and of course, what led you there was oh, that's the... That's my own experience. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Well, uh, what what led you there uh, was the clarity that came, you know, I after a while. Well, that's the, my own personal experience. Yes, uh, th- thank you very much for sharing that, Mark. And, and of course, you got to that stage because of the clarity that came to you after a while when yeah. Lord the Lord shone his light, yeah. you know, into... Okay, thank yeah. you. Uh, okay, I have I have this on what... This is what I was... Ex- uh, this is the Bible reference I was expecting. Thank you very much for, for sharing it. Uh, yeah. When J- Joseph said to his brothers, you meant it for evil, evil but, for, but God meant it for good. There are some times like that, then, that after passing through that horrible episode, you now look back and say, oh, I see the point. Lord, I see the point. I, I, I repent. I repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and sometimes we, we never see the point until we get to heaven. There are some issues like that. There are some instances that you never ever see the point. But uh, the Holy Spirit will minister to you that this is the time for you to say, Lord, I, I submit to you. I know you're a good God. I know everything you do uh, is for my good. And I repent. Of course, Job repented. In Job 42, he said, Ah, now I see and I repent. I want to quickly read exactly what he said. Let me see if I can get my Bible. Uh, in Job 42, the exact way that Job put it. Yeah. Yeah, let me just quickly get it out. Just like Job said, yeah. Mm. Because by the time you come to the end of it, and you, I mean, God is Himself in a different way to you. Yeah. I mean, you can't what you can't what kneel down and say, God, I'm sorry. Mm. So, <laughs> I'm so, sorry. yeah, Job forty two. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked. Who is this who eyes counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too ah. wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, yes. please, and let me speak. You said I will question you and you answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the air, but oh. now my eye sees you. 
Therefore, I oh. abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. You see, so that was Job repenting, and so it was after the Lord had spoken this was Job that the Lord uh, then restored him. You know, so in so many with the story which we know uh, so well, I do pray that whatever you are passing through, whatever I'm passing through, that the Lord will uh, will help us to get to the break of day, that we are not going to faint on the way. That we are not going to fall either into the ditch or into the quagmire. We are not going to take alternative routes. We are not going to be scared away. But the Lord will make us uh, see the break of day. So much so that whatever blasphemies we uh, may have said in our hearts or that Satan may have whispered into our ears, we, are, we will repent of them. And we know our loving Heavenly Father. His arms are always wide open. He will welcome us and say to us, Yeah, my son, my daughter, I know, uh, I, I know, I know your form. I know you are, I know you are dust, and I understand uh, that that was such a horrible path. But you see, I'm a good God, and I'm still going to do wonderful things uh, with you and in your life. I pray none of us will ever give up in Jesus' name. And if anybody is passing through an episode of darkness right now, any storm, may the Lord. Uh, may the Lord help you. May the Lord deliver you. He has the power to do so. Uh, I always tell myself and I always tell my li- listeners to God's Best Radio that w- one place we must never get to is to doubt whether God can. You know, can is uh, about ability. Never get to the place where you say, can God do this? Can God make me happy again? Can, t- can God take this pain away? Can God restore my losses? Can God provide for me? Never ever get there because that is near blasphemy to question whether God can. God always can. He can. He can do it. He can do it. C-A-N. He can do it. And I pray that it will take us through dark episodes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to sing this hymn as we close. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. He makes me down to lie in pastures green. He leadeth me the quiet waters by. By God's grace, we are going to meet again next Saturday, August 26th. And then we will find Christian meeting with Faithful. You know, Faithful, uh, that man from his own town, from the city of destruction, who had embarked on the pilgrimage before uh, before Christian. Uh, they will meet again next week. And we look forward to uh, that wonderful discussion that they're going to have. Thank you all so very much. Let's sing together, uh, the Lord's my shepherd, I will not want. Oh
Could you please say the closing prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for encouraging our hearts tonight. Thank you, Lord. Never to lose faith in you, even you, though Lord. we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Thank you, Lord. It is our sincere prayer, Lord, that as we go about our pilgrimage, that you will help our heart to stay on Jesus continually. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Help us to get to that point that we will give away faith in the name of Jesus. Help us not to get to that point where fear and dismay takes over our heart. Amen. Help us to continually find courage and peace and solace in our dear God. Amen. And for believers out there who are going through challenges, oh, Jesus. especially at this time that the economy is so frustrating, mm-hmm. we are pleading that, Lord, you will send comfort to their hearts. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, brothers and sisters. Another wonderful, wonderful time before the Lord. And I pray that the refreshment we are receiving from the Lord uh, will stay with us throughout this week in Jesus' name. God bless you all. God bless you very good. I want to play this uh, popular cross. It's got the whole world in his hands. And may we never forget that. God bless you.
In his hands, he's got the wind and the rain. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the tiny little baby in his hands. He's got the tiny little baby in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Think about that, the whole wide world in his hands. But because I've got to be on radio at 7 a.m. tomorrow with the Kino Conditional for Motivated by Faith Monday. If you can, please do join us for Motivated by Faith Monday on gospelbestradio.com. It's got the whole world in his hands. God bless you.